0: Welcome to CEO On The Go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm your host, Gail Lance, and together we'll be exploring the people side of leadership. You'll learn how to better engage and inspire those around you and yourself. So let's get started. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode, or if this is your first time listening in, a special welcome to you. Can't believe this is my 10th episode. I've learned a lot of technology over the past few weeks. In fact, a few weeks ago, my computer screen kept freezing up. I had a bunch of client meetings and group sessions that I was leading. It was so frustrating. So I had to get an Ethernet cable, got the last one that they had at the store. It was 100 feet long. I got it back home and got it set up with the cable running from one room to where I'm working, but the cord was just a tangled mess. It got the job done. But then I realized during my calls, the dog was whining a lot more than usual, not the same kind of whine that she normally does when she needs to to be let out. It was more of a whimpering, kind of a, a fearful noise. And so the long cord was winding its way through the house, and I'm, I'm sure she thought it was a snake. She was terrified. So my new problem was trying to control the dog so she wouldn't make noise during my calls. Often, solving one problem creates another. Eventually, I had to help her learn how to step over the scary cable so that she could get to where she needed to go and get used to the new environment. Just took a few treats. So in the same way, we often see problems that we don't understand that seem big and scary, and in reality, they aren't threatening us. It's just our perception. The dog simply couldn't step over the cord. The cord was not the real problem in your business or organization. It's likely that you or other people perceive something as a problem. That's really not that big a deal, or you see a problem but it's not the real problem. So we're going to talk more today about one of my favorite topics, and that's how to identify the real problem so that you're you're solving it in the right way. Of course, there are lots of examples I could share because we're an environment or a time in our society when it seems like there are way too many problems coming at us at once. A tangled mess, <laughs> like the cord. But I notice that sometimes leaders are missing the real problem. And so they're trying to create or even impose solutions that aren't achieving the results that they want. And one of the most common frustrations I hear among leaders is that they're trying to get their people to do something, especially something that's new or different for them. They say things like we're giving them instructions and suggestions and guidance, yet they're still not stepping up. Why is that? Well, it could be a lot of reasons. It doesn't mean that you need to yell louder or be more forceful. There could be some other issues to consider. Let me share a client example. Uh, A few years ago, I was working with a marketing department of a large company, and this department wanted to be uh, more of a strategic player in the organization. I was brought in to really help them move in a new direction, help the team come together in the best way. At the time, they were simply responding to different areas of the company when marketing was needed, kind of on call, being very reactive. And when those other departments would call on them, they would be responsive. They would develop campaigns and marketing messages and materials and ads and brochures, promotional items, maybe coordinating trade shows, whatever was needed, they could do it. But the real problem was that they devalued themselves as a department. They often spoke about themselves as though they were in the state of helplessness, with a lot of concern about how they were perceived by others in the organization. They felt inferior and lacked confidence. So we spent a lot of time helping them see their value differently really uh, dissecting what it was that they do so well and looking at the ripple effect of the value that that creates for the organization as a whole, really started helping them see themselves differently and standing up taller and being bolder in terms of how they were showing up at work and really being the strategic player that they wanted to be. I really like that example because it speaks to the issue of what can happen on a personal level as a leader as well. You know, so many times if you're trying to show up a certain way or to have people perceive you a certain way, the issue isn't with them, it's with you, that you may not be valuing yourself in the way that you need to so that others can see the value in you. So again, that the example I shared is an organizational one, but the same principles apply on an individual level too. So give some thought to to that. Another recent example, just met with a few leaders in the meeting planning industry. And as you know, that industry has been hit especially hard. Uh, These leaders were describing lots of challenges, clients wanting money refunded because of events that are being canceled or postponed, clients that are afraid to make decisions because of all the uncertainty and the unpredictability that's going on right now. They said similar things, uh, like I shared in the first example, our meeting planners have got to step up. They were talking about other team members. They said they're used to being order takers, but we've told them, I love, that's the the magic phrase, we've told them (laughs) that they need to be more solution oriented, that they need to bring ideas to the table and strategies and help clients think through these issues. But they're just not engaged. I said, I don't think that The problem is that they don't understand what you want them to do. I think it requires an identity shift in them. They need to see themselves in a different light, in a whole new way. They need to see themselves as creative problem solvers and strategic thinkers. So once they understood that insight, it helped them approach their own leadership in a new way. They stepped into their own role differently, knowing that the work to be done was really helping their people to see themselves differently, not just to tell them what to do. And here's another example that's more common during COVID. This is what I hear a lot. Why isn't our team working well together? And so you might think it's because of the virtual environment. You know, we've all been thrown off course. So that's probably the obstacle here is that we can't get together in person. So you might think the solution is to improve the technology and let's figure out how we can work better through Zoom or other platforms that help us stay connected, uh, teams, whatever it is that you use. So you work on that. But the same problem continues. People still aren't working well together. So you think, well, maybe we need to be more clear about our expectations. You know, we've got better technology now, so maybe it's the (laughs) expectations that's the problem. So you clarify expectations, which is always a good thing to do anyway. But the same problem continues. People still aren't working well together. So then you might think, well, let's ask them. Let's do some kind of survey. So you give them the survey, and the survey reveals that they don't trust each other. That's if you're lucky. Sometimes people won't even respond candidly to surveys if the trust in the organization is extremely low. So is lack of trust the real problem? Maybe you could dig even deeper. Could be a leadership issue, or maybe you've got one bad apple in the bunch that's stirring up trouble. But my point is to keep digging, to not accept what you think the real problem is uh, from the get-go and to really explore some other possibilities to get at what the real problem is that you need to be focused on. Another example from way back in my corporate days, I started my career as a client services rep, but over time they changed the role to include selling. Well, I hadn't been trained in selling. And I had identified myself over the years as a customer service type of person. So it was a little challenging for me to make that shift. It wasn't why I was hired. And this happens all the time. People are brought into a role and that role changes over time. And this raises even more questions about making sure that that you have the right fit for the right role. That's probably another uh, topic for a, a separate episode, but that can be the real problem. So I hope you're thinking about some of the problems that you think you have, and that you're opening up to the idea that what you're seeing may not be the real problem, that there's something else that could be going on. Ponder that question. What might the real problem be? Another example, if you're losing sales, it could be for a lot of different reasons. Maybe people just aren't buying right now, or it could be sales training is inadequate. Maybe it's a customer service issue that people are are buying, but then service is, is not up to par, so people are leaving. Maybe that's affecting the company reputation. Maybe it's a recruitment issue. You're just not finding or hiring the right talent, or it could be a compensation, an incentive issue. Maybe you're not rewarding what you need to, or you could be losing people to the competition, Or here's what a really common problem is leadership or management. You know, oftentimes many of the problems that we experience in organizations can be tracked back to leadership, of course. So get to the heart of the real issue. Solve the right problem. So this raises a related issue for senior executives. Do you personally need to be involved in that problem? And that reminded me of an article that I had written a while back on understanding what is the real problem. And in that article, I said, instead of being the problem solver, you you may even be in your role because you're a good problem solver, nothing wrong with that. But understand that the higher level you go in your organization, your role changes So instead of you actually solving the problem, your role is to challenge or provoke or listen or guide, but not to fix it yourself. It's to help other people build their problem solving capability instead. So it's not saying that you don't have the good uh, problem solving skills. That's essential in your role, but it's really becoming more discerning about the kinds of problems that you involve yourself with and not just accept the problem that's thrown on your plate. And, you know, there could be a lot of reasons why it's difficult to resist the immediate problem solving. As I mentioned in my article, it could be just habit that you've solved problems your whole career. Why stop now? Or it could be that you gain a sense of accomplishment. You can check it off your your list and say it's done, makes you feel good. It could be uh, that you've been rewarded or recognized for solving problems. It's kind of part of your identity. It could be an expectation. You think people expect you to solve it and you don't want to disappoint, so you have trouble saying no. Or it might be that it's just the quick fix. It seems like the problem can be solved more easily if you just take care of it yourself instead of trying to wait on others to get it done. So that's the habit that you need to, to break if you find yourself being sucked into these problems that really don't fit your role now. Catch yourself on the front end, determine who else needs to be involved and hold them accountable. Facilitate instead of fix. If you can get in your mind that you're a facilitator versus a fixer, that might be one good insight just to hold on to. So don't stop problem solving, just pick the best problem to solve. All right. So in summary, just two key takeaway points today make sure you're identifying the real problem. It may not be obvious. Over the years in my consulting work, I've learned not to accept the problem at face value. It requires some digging. And two, decide if you really need to be involved in solving it. You get to pick the problems you want to solve. So make good choices. I hope you feel good about the choice you've made to listen in today. I've got more value coming, new episodes in the making, and guest experts in the wing. So stay with me. Let me know what you think and how I can help. Go to CEOOnTheGoPodcast.com and leave a message there on the contact form, or you can send me a short voice message on the same page. Be sure to connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know that you're listening. I would love to hear from you and also to know about any topics that might be helpful for me to cover. I hope you have a great rest of the week doing work that matters to you. Until next time, take care. Thanks for tuning in. Feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn and visit workmatters.com. And if you have a question or suggestion for a future topic for the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. So keep growing as a leader and doing the work that matters to you. Until next time.